stuck in the middle and the pain is under so I to get over welcome to the forefeminist allow me taking you into the world of feminism what it feels like being a woman in a man's world yeah you heard me right is it a man's world well you'll find out and I'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Then tell her when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey every weekend. I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of great women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfem. Hey you, how are you doing this weekend? Let's get a bit back. It's been a very busy um, week for me. I'm glad this is the weekend already. I can rest and do some research, personal research. Anyways, on today's podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about toxic femininity. And just before I get to it, I just want you to know that while you're getting ready for the Valentine's Day, um, it's important that I share with you this feedback that I received from um, one of the listeners of this podcast. So he shared this with me because three weeks back, um, if you listen to the episode, um, I think it's episode four or five, uh, where I talked about Stingy Men Association. Uh, I, I got a few feedback. But one feedback that I think every lady out there should know, or woman out there should know, is that um, men hate it when you meet them on, for the very first time or you go out with them on the very first date and you start making demands. So the Stingy Men Association uh, member a member of the Stingy Men Association actually gave me this feedback. He said, it's not like we don't want to take care of our women. It's not like we don't want to cater to the needs of our women. But the fact that you go out with a lady on the first date or you meet her for the very first time and she starts making demand. And I was like, is that so? I had to inquire further to find out if this really happens. And he gave me a recent experience that he had, which is he met this lady he wasn't going to even ask her out. She was the one who made advances at him and she liked him. But before he knew it, she was already making demands for <laughs> health insurance. Okay. She wanted money to go treat her mother at the hospital and so many other things she was asking for. So this is ridiculous women. If you're a woman out there listening to me, it's very ridiculous. And I think it's appalling if you met, met a guy on the very first date and you begin to make demands of him it's a total turn off for me now that valentine is around the corner i do not know for so many people maybe it's your first date okay because some people actually go out on dates on valentine day uh valentine's day but if you've been in a relationship with your partner for quite a while maybe you want to get them something special 
Um, but I'm going to be doing next week podcast specifically dedicated to lovers. So you want to stay tuned to next week podcast podcast as well. But um, just before Valentine's Day, um, you want to get something, put something, keep something in the wraps, you know, for your for your lover. Anyway, enough of enough of that. I haven't said that. Um, m- if you observe, uh, the media hardly talks about um, toxic femininity. Yes, because we are actually in an age where there's a lot of conversation around gender equality, women empowerment. Uh, but we see far less media or academic attention being devoted to toxic femininity uh, compared to toxic masculinity. So I'm, I'm doing this because we need to be real right and i i want to bring you conversations that would empower you as a woman um in that's why the fact that we often focus a lot on toxic masculinity you know when we see men being misogynist uh misogynistic and we see men being abusive and what of you uh we tend to attack the men but we fail to pay attention to something that many of you already know but maybe you do not know that it was called toxic femininity. So I'm going to be doing justice to that on the podcast this weekend. Um, because the truth being told, um, one can be feminine without being toxic. Because many people often think they cannot be who they are until they are toxic. Um, you can be feminine without being toxic. Um, some beliefs of um, toxic femininity are putting your hands on abusing or you're physically assaulting men. But that is not all there is. <laughs> this is just a myth. It's deeper than this. And um, I'm going to take a break. Yeah, because I, I really do want to listen to a lot of music this weekend. So I'm going to take a break, quite a break. And of course, when I do return... I will get into this conversation proper. Toxic femininity. What is it? How do I know I'm a toxic female? (laughs) Okay. So don't get it twisted. This has nothing to do with personality. Okay. This is more about being toxic. And of course, toxicity stems from somewhere. I'll also share with you how to manage the pressure of life. Uh, which actually contributes a lot to the toxic behavioral outcome that we display um, when we are around, you know, the opposite sex. If you're just tuning in, or it's the first time you're listening to this podcast, it is the Aforfemist. My name is Aforfem. I'll be right back. The new. Shock you back on. Bad boy Thames in the building Spiritual ginger I can 
Hey, hey, Nigeria. My name is MC all the way from Namibia. They call us the land of the brave because, yeah, we are brave like that. And right now you are tuned into with my girl, Afrofem, on Nature and Don't Touch That Dial. We are here this evening to celebrate the women on whose shoulders we stand. It really is a revolution. The women are not waiting for permission to do their work. And to be a voice for the women that don't have a voice. And an arc of history. No one can stop us. We will speak up for our rights and we will bring change through our voice. Our words can change the whole world because we are all together. The time for rhetoric is over. The time for pretending we don't know what is going on is over. And the time is now for equal rights for women, equal pay for women, and respect for women. Hey, you. I hope you enjoyed the music break and you enjoyed the songs that I selected for you. Um, just before the break, I told you now I'm going to get into the conversation proper, which is toxic femininity. Uh, we hear a considerable amount about toxic masculinity. Yes, it's a word that um, is pretty much used more often, you know, toxic masculinity as opposed to toxic femininity. Femininity. So, um, just before I run you through what toxic femininity means, I'm just going to tell you some of the feminine traits that are actually um, stereotypically subjected for females, women. Um, such some of such traits are passivity, empathy, sensuality, patience, tenderness, and receptivity. I'm not going to bore you with the definition because there, it's it's easy to understand. Passivity is, you know, means that you just accept what happens to you without resistance or active response. So it's expected for women not to be to be an activist. That's what I'm trying to say here, uh, or to react to things, just be passive, allow things to go. Empathy um, is a way of feeling um, others' emotions. Not being, this is not about being sympathetic. This is about feeling other emotions. So, you know, when you feel other people's emotions, there's a tendency that your attitude, your response towards them is subject to your emotion and not logic. Uh, because if you are more rational, you know, you'll be able to be able to... Uh, think through things without necessarily putting your emotions first. Empathy is priceless. And I think everyone should be, to a great extent, empathetic. Uh, we have less empathetic people in our world today. And that's why we are in this mess that we are in at the moment. Because imagine if someone had thought, or the first set of people had thought that if they had experience this um, COVID-19 um, menace uh, if they 
if, if, if they had experienced that, they wouldn't, if they were empathetic enough, they wouldn't want other people to experience it as well. So empathy is something that's still lacking our world today. But to say that women should be the gender, female gender, or the female gender should be the one to possess this trait is absolutely wrong. So this has some of the stereotypical uh, traits that we expect women to possess. Sensuality too, meaning someone is sensitive, sexually sensitive. They are um, sensual. Um, we want a woman expressing her sensuality, showing that she's really sexual, what we personally call uh, sexy. Yeah, that's a vague word for it, sexy. Uh, Patience too, tenderness is well explanatory, and receptivity, ability to receive. Uh, okay, so, but the truth, the, the 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 truth, because I wouldn't say fact is the truth. The truth is that these behaviors, these traits that I've out- outlined, are not just um, things that we expect just women to have in our world today. I, I don't I don't want a partner who is just passive. I don't want a partner who lacks empathy, who is not sensual. Yeah, who doesn't have patience, uh, who is not tender. So I don't want a partner like that. I'm, I'm a woman, but I, I when I when I look out for traits in a, in a man, um, I look out for those traits too. So uh, the world has actually gradually evolved, you know, to also have um expected that men express the traits as well but now the problem with um, toxic femininity is what i want to share with you in the podcast this weekend okay there is a woman out there who is expressing toxic femininity and the reason why it's toxic is because many times it's not every time that you'll be passive okay right Sometimes you may be passive, but there are times you don't want to be passive. You want to react to things. You want to make a statement. You want your voice to be heard. But when, and you know, this is triggered by our biology. Every, scientifically, everyone has the um, adrenaline. Now, I'm not going to go to detail about that. People who our biologists can agree with me. The adrenaline is produced um, in our bodies. It's an hormone. It's popularly known as the fight and flight hormone. So when something um, terrible or catastrophic wants to happen, erupt, the fight and flight hormone involuntarily, involuntarily triggers something in your brain that makes you respond. So when you see a snake, for example, I'm going to use a snake, for example, you don't just wait there and watch the snake bite to you, right? You try to move to safety or you run. <laughs> so, but when a snake is on your path and you stay there in that path without making any moves, without reacting, then you are ignoring the impact that could have on your physical health. So you don't do anything. You just stay. You saw the snake. You don't move. The snake beats. Uh, the snake bites you. So what's going to happen? It, it moves its venom from its own mouth into your body. And of course that has its repercussions on your physical health. Especially if you don't get 
uh, immediate medic medical attention. So this is just an analogy of toxic femininity. So we have females um, who show extreme, you know, extreme um, sustenance of societal's um, societal, um, I'm looking for the right choice word now of society, societal expectations of them. So they overstretch themselves in the, in the fulfillment of that. So that is where it becomes toxic. Hmm. I'm sure it brings a bell. You know, one girl who, you know, who, you know, our real personality, but for some reason, or rather, you know, her real trait, but for some reason, she has subjected her mental health. She has, I won't say subject now because it's not about subjecting. She, she's ignoring. Yeah. She, 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 she has ignored her mental health and of course her physical needs in order to sustain those around her and those around her, talking of the society and of course her partner. Because in most cases, we see toxic femininity being expressed by women who want to look desirable to the opposite sex. So come with me. I'm taking you somewhere. Even though this weekend I don't want to talk too much, I just want to play music and listen to, <laughs> to a lot of music. So, but the, 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 the reality is that of these underlined traits, passivity, empathy, sensuality, patience, tenderness, and receptivity. Traits such as nurturance, sensitivity, sweetness, supportiveness, gentleness, warmth, passivity, cooperativeness, expressiveness, modesty, humility, empathy, affection, tenderness, and being emotional, kind, helpful, devoted, and understanding have been cited by so many scholars as stereotypically feminine. So when you see a woman who is not expressing these behaviors, there is always a tendency to tag them as masculine. And I know that you were very pop, uh, you were very, um, you were very exposed to the tomboy, the tomboy slogan. So when you see a girl uh, acting a certain way, there's a tendency to say, oh, she's a tomboy. Um, So this is where it stems from. The fact that we believe that some feminine traits should be set some traits for females should be a certain way and some trait for a male should be a certain way so but what then but don't get it twisted this is not about cross-dressing this is not about uh, the lgbtq community this is strictly about what we identify as appropriate traits for females yeah that society um stereotypically assigned or have assigned you know, some trait as being ideal expression for a female, which is absolutely wrong because we need men to, to express or rather exhibit this traits. So, but what then is the toxic femininity? And because I'm a scholar myself, I did a few research and I think this is one of the best choice research. Um, it was done by Dr. Williams. PhD, of course, Savin Williams. Uh, according to Rich C. Savin Williams, toxic femininity is when one works to the benefit of others 
but to the detriment of themselves. I'm going to repeat it. According to Dr. Rich C. Salvin Williams, toxic femininity is when one works to the benefit of others, but to the detriment of themselves. So it doesn't matter who, okay? But in most cases, when um, researchers want to analyze toxic femininity, they tend to do it within the environment of the household where there is a man and a woman. So you have... um, Females exhibiting toxic femininity because each time they, most women do certain things, they're doing it not for themselves or for the benefit of themselves. Like I always say, the ideal relationship is an interdependent relationship and not a codependent relationship. So when you're working, not because sometimes we'll, we'll work for the benefit of others. So this is not about charity or trying to be kind or trying to be useful to your society. This is not a conversation about that. This is about women who tend to work. They spend most of their lives working for the benefit of others to the detriment of themselves. So it is not about, the problem is not about the fact that they are working for the benefit of others because of course you can't work for the benefit of others. But when you're working for the benefit of others to your own detriment, then that is a problem. So that's where the problem is. So toxic femininity, the problem lies in the detriment of your own self, the detriment of your mental health, the detriment of your physical health. So if you are doing a job or doing a work, or you find yourself in a relationship and everything that you do is to benefit others to your own detriment. There is nothing wrong in doing things to benefit others. So don't take my words out of context. You can do things to benefit others. We can do things to for charity, for goodwill, and what have you. But if you do things for others to your own detriment, then you're a toxic female. You're exhibiting toxic femininity as a woman. So this um, can appear in different forms. Some of the forms of toxic femininity is depression, exhaustion, or wildly illogical solutions to complex problems. So I am going to... um, explain vaguely what each of these forms mean. So when you do things to benefit others to your own detriment, you're going to either experience depression, okay? I'll start with depression. Depression is a mental state of sadness. It is not sadness because many people often... um, categorize it as sadness it is not you can't be sad you can't be sad something can happen now you feel sad about it so um it is not sadness it is just a state of sadness but this state of sadness is prolonged um and it comes with a lot of other things 
it affects your health. Uh, you may not be interested in things like sex or pleasure in your normal activities. You may not be the things that actually make you happy. You may no longer be interested in them. Activities that you often do engage in, you may just be irritated by it. Uh, insomnia or sleeping too much is also a symptom of depression. Um, while we cannot take one symptom as symptom of depression, we have to look at so many symptoms together to say someone has depression, which is usually done by a psychotherapist. So if you have depression, you may exhibit some of the symptoms that I've mentioned. Frustration, angrily bust out irritably uh, over small matters. You may have lost of interest or pleasure in most or normal activities, such as sex, hobbies of sports, uh, hobbies of sports. You may not be interested in things. You may have irregular sleep and what have you. And it's very common to experience, you know, even for women who um, just have children put to bed, have babies newly born babies usually go through postpartum depression but this is not about postpartum depression i'm not talking about postpartum depression it's a postpartum depression it's going to be a conversation for another day but this is about women who you know do things stretch themselves work for others benefit to their own detriment so they don't find time to you know enjoy themselves they often come down with depression also another form of toxic femininity is exhaustion if you feel exhausted it's simple it's well explanatory sometimes you're just tired you know it you know you're tired you're fed up (laughs) of a situation you're just tired you're pissed you can't continue like this you've tried uh, all you can you know sometimes we do certain things for the benefit of people and but for some reason like i said what is affecting you it's to your own detriment you're doing it and you know you feel exhausted doing it you're, you're tired <laughs> you're allowed to be you know tired give you know you're allowed to give up on something it's normal um it's normal to feel okay i've done my bit i'm tired of this i i am i'm fatigued i can't continue and you want out yes but many times Toxic femininity is knowing that you are exhausted in doing a particular activity, you know, that doesn't interest you, 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 you don't enjoy it, is causing you f- weariness, you are, you are, is depleting you, is draining, and you keep doing it. <laughs> you keep doing it. That is toxic femininity. So if you're a woman out there, you engage in a work or activity and it's exhausting you. But because you want to fit into the stereotypical feminine traits that society has placed on you, you think you should keep going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You might hit a roadblock soon. And I do not want you to hit a roadblock. And that's why I'm doing this podcast to you. Yeah, take a decision. Say, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I don't want to continue like this, and get out. You are not a tree. I tell people you're not a tree. You can move. 
you can move. Yes, you can move. So once you begin to feel, because the one of the key indicators, of course, that uh, according to Dr. Seven Williams, uh, one of the key indicators that um, you're stretching yourself more than you should for the benefit of others, but to the detriment of yourself is when you are depressed and you're exhausted. And you shouldn't have to go through that. You shouldn't have to um, not enjoy life. Money doesn't mean you are enjoying life. There are people who have money, but they are depressed and they're exhausted. So it is about finding balance, you know, on things that you really enjoy doing over the things you don't enjoy doing. Finding that balance and accepting that this is you and be happy with the choices that you make. So I have 50,000 Naira. So how do I spend 50,000 Naira, for example, in such a way that it will be beneficial to others? And then of course, to me, without me feeling depressed and exhausted. So I have just 50,000 Naira. I live in a house where I have to pay my rent monthly. And my rent has been um my rent is due for this month and my rent is 20,000 naira per month so i earn 50,000 naira monthly so what do i do i set aside money i pay for my rent first right because i don't want to be on the streets so what do i have left the remaining 30,000 naira and from that 30,000 naira i have dependents my parents are retired, so I need to take care of them. They are my direct dependents, not my brother, not my sister. Okay, I'm now follow me. I have friends too. So who will come first in my priority list after I've taken care of my rent and I've bought some groceries uh, from the 50,000 hour that I earn every month is my parents, right? Because they are dependent on me. So I have to put money aside to cater to their needs. Then whatever is left is up to me. I want to spend it. Whether I want to save some, which is necessary because there's always a, what we call the rainy day. The rainy days are those days that are unexpected, uncertain. We do not know when the rainy day will come. So you want to leave some money aside so that when the rainy day comes, you have where to take money from the rainy day sometimes most people call their rainy day the day they 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 meet a roadblock it's not the roadblock the rainy day is like a time where you hit rock bottom no one can help you you have nowhere to go because once you you need help you can always ask for help there are people who are out there who can help don't want to help you so you can always ask for help so the idea that you can do everything yourself is a no-no sometimes you need help you ask for help and there's nothing wrong in accent yes now only beg you beg <laughs> there's absolutely nothing wrong in for those people who are wondering what i said now only beg you beg is a nigerian way of saying is a broken english word saying if you only asked okay beg is what was this is what they call acts in the local pigeon broken English way of speaking in Nigeria. They call accent some for, for something as beg. So 
Now only beg, the person beg, you know, keep person. So it's okay to ask for help from someone. It's okay to say, please help me. Please assist me. I need your help. I need some money. There's no shame in that. But there is a problem when the rainy day comes. The rainy day is that there's a major event in your life. Yeah, a major event and you need to stretch your hand and take some money to do one or two things, but you cannot find it because you never saved anything. So even if somebody is going to assist you, but you had something, you know, save, save the side. You had something for the rainy day. So saving is very key, very important. You need to save. You need to learn how to save. If you're listening to me. So whatever is left, whether you want to give it to charity or you want to, of course, plunge it on yourself further, it's up to you. But the most important thing is that you're not doing anything at your own detriment. You're not doing anything that will make you feel exhausted or depressed in the long term. Okay? Just because you need to fit into a societal role that has been placed on you by people. You need to find your you need to find yourself. Um and this also speaks to many women in relationships. Um, there's so many women in relationships with men, but they really do all the work. They are depressed and they are undervalued still. Is it not frustrating that you're in a relationship with a person, but yet you do all the work, you stretch yourself more than necessary, you do both the paid and the unpaid work. That's what we call it because a woman, um, who works and a husband, a partner works, they are both in paid employment, but she has to still do on un, unpaid labor. Uh, but I think which is very, uh, <laughs> very, um, very, how would I put it? Uh, very selfish um, for a partner to allow their spouse just because society dictated that to, you know, stretch themselves more than necessary when they are both earning. And they both go out to make money, to be breadwinners. So these are the issues we're talking about. So if you feel you have you feel a, a need to pause, to take a break, please do for your mental and physical health. Hyper feminine um, and toxic femininity are not the same. They may be similar, but they are not the same. Because hyper femininity is you know when someone now exaggerates their adherence to a feminine gender. So now I'm talking now, I know someone is thinking, oh, but that is expected of me. I'm supposed to be a nurturer. I'm supposed to hold on to my relationship. I need to persevere for the sake of my children. Hyperfemininity is dangerous because you're exaggerating your adherence to it because it's by instinct, you know, you're exhausted. Your body is telling you you're depressed. You, you, you get angry. You're not happy. Um, the universe is telling you to stop, pause, woman. But you keep going on and on because you just want to adhere to this feminine gender role, <laughs> you know, that hasn't placed to you, that hasn't placed on you uh, by default uh, in your relationship. So, an hyper feminine woman believes that their success is determined, you know, by 
maintaining a romantic relationship with a man. So you see a lot of hyper-feminines um, in relationships who stay in abusive relationship because they feel that their life or their success is, should be defined by being in a relationship with a man and that their sexuality can be used to maintain that relationship. So that's hyper-femininity. Um, and of course, an hyper-feminine person can become toxic females too because once you strictly are there uh, and it's pretty much exaggerated to a great extent your um, adherence you begin to become toxic as a person and when you are depressed and exhausted your expressions towards other people become you know People can actually tell that you are not happy, you're, you're bitter, you are not, um, uh, you're not in sync, okay? So, here is a partial but telling list of toxic femininity traits. So, I'm going to make bullet points of um, what you should look out for in toxic femininity traits. Uh, because many people I know are feeling like, am I, am I not? <laughs> am I, am I not? So but the truth um, is that not so many women have the guts to really leave the truest expression of themselves. Not so many women do. And I think that's where the problem lies. The problem lies in the fact that um, many women are afraid of being this woman who is enough in our own space, who is enough, you know, in our own thoughts, who knows that she's enough. And any man who comes into our life is coming to someone who is whole, complete, awesome, as opposed to someone who is broken and doesn't know a way. Okay, so, so many women are still toxic females because, you know, they need to fit in, they need validation. And women, you don't need validation. You heard it from me. You don't need validation. You are enough. And going through exhaustion, going to depression, just because you need to fit into a role, is not worth it. I want you to know that. So some toxic femininity traits are a woman will not let herself eat anything but a salad while on a date. There are women who are so keen, you know, about keeping their shape. Uh, not just shape. They are so keen about not um, growing old. Because I think we'll grow old at some point and we may lose shape from time to time. Uh, we may, you know, add some weight. When you have children, there is a tendency to, you know, have a protruding belly. But you see, there are some women who are so obsessed with that. Uh, so obsessed with um, looking trained. So you take a woman on a date, she will not allow herself to enjoy the meal. She will not. She may even have the means to enjoy the meal but she would not because she's afraid that if she doesn't eat a salad she's going to be out of shape for the man 
usually for most women who are in this category, it's usually for the man. For most women who exhibit toxic femininity traits, usually those behaviors are targeted at men about relationship. That's all is in their head. They want to maintain a romantic relationship with a man. So she would not allow herself eat anything. She's not going to enjoy the desserts. She's not going to <laughs> drink as much soda. She's just going to stick with the salad. So you see someone looking at all the barbecue chicken, beautiful meals in hotels, but they can eat it. All they eat is salad because they need to keep a relationship with a man. Isn't that crazy? You're afraid. If I, if I had some weight, he's going to find another woman. He's going to take another woman. I don't want to be out of shape because I need to keep it. If I don't look good, he has strained eyes. He's going to look at another woman. Hello. Whether you're out of shape, or you're not in shape, or you're in shape, a man who's going to look elsewhere will look elsewhere. Let that sink in. That's for a fact. A man who is not into you is not into you. It has nothing to do with you. Whether you're out of shape, whether you are in shape, overshaped. <laughs> if he's not into you, it's not into you. And truth be told people fall in love people fall out my bigger part people fall out of love the way they fall in love yes so time only tells the difference that's all so enjoy the moment stay in the moment is what i tell women enjoy the moment do not feel you know like um i i don't I, I can't enjoy my, the moment because I, I, I don't want to lose it. No. Also, another trait um, that tells that a woman is exhibiting toxic femininity is that every sweater in a woman's closet is thinner and frailer than any in a man's possession. So it's just a way of saying that every clothing in that woman's wardrobe is usually smaller just like i said because she's so obsessed about her looks she's so obsessed about how she appears she needs to be impeccable and things like that so that she can hold the man another trait is when a parent insists on piercing the ears of a moment old girl baby girl to ensure she looks ornamented and sufficiently pretty. Why want to pierce the ears of my daughters if I if I have them? No, I don't want to. It's up to them if they want to pierce their ears. But when you're born, you're not born with a pierced ear. It's we who do it for girls. We do that for girls because we think they're not pretty enough. But when a boy is born, nobody is looking at the boy and saying, "Is it pretty enough? Is he handsome enough?" But when a girl is born, the next thing is. The parents wants to pierce their ears just because a, a baby, come on, just because you want them to look ornamented, to look beautiful. And that's because we want society to see them as adorable. So we 
tend to ornament the women so that they look prettier and maybe have the best choice in men. And that and that was why when I was at some point, I, I, I tend not to really look so pretty. Not that I don't want to look pretty. I know I'm pretty naturally, but I really doused down on my appearance, you know, because I didn't want to attract the distractions. You know, some people really do not genuinely love you. They only are lost for after your appearance. And once that fades away, I mean, the lost fades away, they are pretty much left with nothing. And that explains why after a while, someone who you may think loves you really doesn't love you. They just love what you are and not who you are okay they're two different things they love what you are because on the outside you appear to be something of some sort but who you are is who you are and it's in the core of your being in the core of your person okay i don't want to overflow that also another toxic femininity trait is when Having a lengthy and complicated nightly facial care routine is essential. I'm just picking some of the things, you know, women do because they really need to adorn themselves on the outward uh, as opposed to the inward. So you see some women take so much time to treat their skin. It's not a bad thing to do, but doing it, you know, just because you want to benefit others, but you know, it's exhausting to you. It's exhausting. Like that routine is exhausting. You just want to leave. You just want to wake up, clean your face, take a good shower, wear your clothes, and you're up and up and moving. Um, as opposed to going through the rudiments, which may be lengthy and complicated just because you need to, you know, adorn yourself a certain way. Uh, the last but not the list, okay, uh, which is quite interesting, is if buying a gift for a woman, they reach for something soft, sweet, and non-threatening. So if um, you're in the habit of when you want to get a gift for a woman, like if I want to think of buying a gift for a friend, I don't really think of dress or clothes or things like that. I hardly do. I like to buy things for people that are more concrete like books, um, maybe a flight ticket, a trip somewhere, <laughs> a lodge somewhere, you know, things that you wouldn't expect, you know, women ordinarily to do because they expect that men should do that for them. But the reality about toxic femininity is the fact that the things that women tend to exaggerate as traits female traits are actually subjective because not all women you know are like that some women actually pretend to be because they need to be accepted and many men have been fooled over the centuries so i've thought that every woman is nice kind only for them to marry and find out that no the kindness the niceness the empathy is subjective it's subject to your attitude towards me i wouldn't be nice or kind or empathetic to a man who is brash arrogant lacks self-respect or does not with me as well he's not um you know passive he's not you know 
it's quite irrational. I wouldn't be let myself to be kind and you know nice to such a to such a man. So at the end of the day, relationships and the outcomes of the I types of relationships or ideal relationships that we desire are a reflection of both parties' um, desire or expressions um, of mutual respect. So you don't expect me to just be nice, overly nice, overly <laughs> um, overly caring, overly you know, empathetic when you're not. So at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. That's what I'm just stressing here. We all want a relationship where there's mutual trust and mutual respect and love. So the idea that one gender has to express that all the time, it's a faux pas. And I think it's something we need to address even as women, especially women who have attained the age of marriage, marriageable age, because this is usually a period where so many women fall under pressure and they begin to be what they're not, only for them to change when they finally get married because it could be exhausting being what you're not. You know, this person is an A-hole and you have to act a certain way because you need him to, or you need to maintain a relationship that you know is not true. It's built and lies. The foundations, the foundation of relationship is built and lie because lies because you didn't take time out to really be yourself when you were decided on the partner to be with. Because when we truly reveal our identity to the people who claim that they do love us, it is when we really do know if they really, really love us. When we, I'm going to say that again. When we do reveal our true identity to the people who claim that they love us, it is when we truly know that they love us. So you do not know who loves you until you have revealed your true identity. And once that is out there, then you can say for certain that this person truly, truly loves you. I'm going to take a short break. When I do return, I'll wrap this all up. It is the Apophemis. I'll be right back. here this evening to celebrate the women on whose shoulders we stand. It really is a revolution. The women are not waiting for permission to do their work. And to be a voice for the women that don't have a voice. And an arc of history. No one can stop us. We will speak up for our rights and we will bring change to our voice. Our words can change the whole world because we are all together. The time for rhetoric is over. The time for pretending we don't know what is going on is over. And the time is now for equal rights for women, equal pay for women, and respect for women. If you love me, say it in 
just in the evening Only when you want my body, want my body Sweet little white lies Your sweet little white lies Leave a bad taste in my mouth Your taste in my mouth Queen in the nighttime Black dress with the white wine Mess it up, watch it fall down When you watch it fall down You tell me I'm a real one, I'm the right one But only when you're on one You tell me that you need me, you wanna see me But only when you want some, want some, yeah If you love me, say it in the morning Not just in the evening Only when you want my body, want my body like being a woman in a man's world yeah you heard me right is it a man's world well you'll find out and I'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world didn't tell her when I told you women have their own world I hope you come with me on this journey every weekend I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of great women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfem. It was great at the very start. Hands on each other. Couldn't stand to be far apart. Those are the better Now we're picking fights 
and slamming doors Magnifying all our flaws And I wonder why, wonder what for Why we keep coming back for more Is it just our bodies? Are we both losing our minds? Is the only reason you're holding me tonight Cause we're scared to be lonely Do we need somebody Just to feel like we're alright Is the only reason you're holding me tonight Cause we're scared to be lonely Spiling out of touch Forgot how we feel All the messed up fights And slamming doors Magnifying all our flaws And I wonder why Wonder what for It's like we keep coming back for more Is it just our body? Is the only reason you're holding me tonight Cause we're scared to be lonely Do we need somebody Just to feel like we're alright Is the only reason you're holding me Thank you for keeping that locked with me. It is the Unforfamous. I hope you enjoyed that music. Um, by Vax. Scared to be lonely. Because many times... I have to pick this song. Because if you listen to the lyrics um, of the song. You will understand that there are so many people who decide to be in a relationship. Because they are scared to be lonely. So if you listen, it says... Is it because you really need somebody that you want to be in this relationship? Or is it because you're scared to be lonely? Yeah, because many times people often choose to be in a relationship not because that person completes them or that person, you know, compliments them. It's pretty much because they are they, they are scared to be lonely. And I think it's a very bad reason to be in a relationship. Because 
the conversation I'm having with you today about toxic femininity has a foundation. It's the foundation which is driven by being in a relationship. And the only reason why you may be so desperate to maintain a relationship is because you're scared to be lonely. And we are seeing more and more people in relationships and they still find themselves being lonely. So if you do decide to be in a relationship, desperately hold into a relationship because you're scared to be lonely, you may eventually end up being lonely. Uh, we have couples who live in the same building, who share the same apartments, but they live separate lives. There's no loneliness that is worse than that. Okay, so I don't want to dive out so much. Just before I took that break, I said I was going to wrap this all up. Um, for people who may be confused about whether this is sexism in a way, toxic femininity um, is not sexism. Um, insecurity persists because the toxic imbued women, woman wonders, am I appearing adequately alluring and undemanding? Um, this is not merely sexism, but toxic femininity because there's that desire to want to appear adequately alluring and not demanding you know to your own detriment this is what toxic femininity is about so it's not sexism it's just a woman trying to adjust adapting is good but you're trying to adjust your traits or you your person you know your 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 behavior because you need to be adequately alluring to the opposite sex in most cases it could be anything but mostly it's usually the opposite sex and though it's not the same as sexism but sexism and of course toxic femininity are not far from each other their partners they're equally partners <laughs> they're equal partners in the same crime I'm going to give you a good explanation. Sexism says that a woman is too frail or too docile to play a contact sport. Okay. Toxic femininity says that you do, you do not want to play football anyway. Okay. Sweetie, you would look horrible and sweaty in the helmets and pads. So I'm going to give you an example of my own personal life. I know I used to run. I used to be very athletic when I was in primary school and in junior high school. So I continued into senior high school. And then one day, my mother sat me down and then said to me, this sport is for boys because you are losing your femininity. She was trying to say I was building muscles. I wasn't looking girly. So muscle means that I was becoming looking like a boy and she didn't like it so she put a stop to it i didn't so i couldn't continue my athletic uh, aspirations uh because of my mom so that's what we're talking about that's toxic femininity but now in this case it's not me it's my mom who was exhibiting toxic femininity that says that okay look sweetie don't play don't 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 run don't be an athlete because you would look horrible and sweaty and it's not good for girls. Sexism is that, sh no, 
that woman is too frail she cannot play sports she doesn't have the body to play the sport but you see the opposite you can see that they are almost similar to each other but not the same so sexism outrightly rights of women from partaking toxic femininity is you have the capacity but you choose because of others to please other people you choose not to participate in a sporting activity also another example of sexism versus toxic femininity is when it's like sexism is usually focused on robbing women of their status and rights toxic femininity is about defining womanhood so shallowly that a woman feels degendered by basic human acts or or neutral preferences just like myself i had this natural tendency to want to be an athlete i loved running i could run i could sprint very well i was very fast i loved um, playing musical instruments not the usual ones like the trumpets <laughs> and the drums so that by um default I, I i gravitated towards things like that it wasn't because you know I was raised by a tomboy or whatever. My father forced me to play those games. No, I just naturally enjoyed doing them. But the society shallowly, you know, stereotypes women or womanhood to fit into some certain traits. So we now, so the woman now feels degendered, you know, from just doing things from our own natural instincts. So you begin to... You know, you know that's what causes. Um, uh, sometimes it's, it, it it has its own impact on one's mental health because now you want to express your true self, but now the society is matching that up with you and projecting you to you what you shouldn't. But by natural instinct, this is who you are. This is what you should be doing. But society keeps projecting that no and endangering me yes engendering me because they feel the society feels i'm a woman and i should follow a particular standard so you can see the different toxic femininity so that's why the fact that i know that i have a capacity to do a certain thing to be a certain way i have the powers because i want to use the right words choice words yes i actually do have the powers to be serena williams but because of the fear of not fitting in so I decide not to be Serena Williams, but to be <laughs> a beautiful podcaster. I'm glad you enjoyed you, you're enjoying my conversation on this podcast. But that was because I was a child. And when you are a child, you pretty much cannot make decisions about your life because you are dependent on your guardians and your parents in most cases. And that also explains why people rebel. Uh, when I was an adolescent, I didn't rebel, but I waited until I went to the university so that I can really express myself. I was tired of being, you know, um, of being fixated in a certain ideal that for me didn't make sense because if I did have the capacity to do certain things, I know I'm strong. I know I'm assertive. I know I'm independent, but why is it that you know, I always asked myself internally, internally, 
why is it that my parents are forcing me not to be my true self? Why is that my, like, I, some of the questions I know I was able to ask my parents when I was a young child was why they actually did punish me for being outspoken, for being opinionated. They didn't like that about me. Uh, but I didn't learn that, you know, my mom was a very quiet person. So it wasn't as if I learned that maybe my mom was like that. It was just natural. It was a natural instinct. That was who I was. But my parents had an issue with it because I, and I understand because they wanted their daughter to appear marriageable, you know, as a, where you will have a girl child. The first thing the parents thinks about is we need to raise this girl child so that she can get married. Yes, from where I come from, not in Canada. In, our, in Nigeria, it's like that. So we need to raise her to be married. So there is that tendency to want to stifle the natural instinct of the girl child just because you need she the 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 parents and the guardian or the family need her to fit into a certain way so uh and then stratify her you know among other women who she may not really like fit into not that there's a problem with the other women but the fact that we believe that all women should fall into a spectrum is where the problem lies all women will cannot fit fit into a particular spectrum all women cannot and the society should evolve and we are glad it is evolving even though we know that there's still decades and decades of work to be done but uh, the society should uh, evolve to a point where we do not box women into a strata so all women have to be a certain way any woman that doesn't fall into the strata that's a problem and I think that's a problem in itself. The fact that we put women into a strata and we have this expectation for certain, uh, for certain traits to be exhibited by all women um, is in itself a problem. And I think we can do better. So how do you handle the pressure? Because toxic femininity itself is damaging to one's mental health and physical health so for you already experiencing that so how do you handle the pressure you know in your heart that you are just acting (laughs) you know in your heart that you are just acting so how do you handle the pressure how do you handle the societal pressure uh, forced on you imposed on you well i'm going to run you through some of the things that i personally do or did as a young woman and with the work of some um, researchers put together by some researchers, I'm going to share um, the ideal thing to do when you are under pressure. So to all my women out there listening to me, one of the ways to handle pressure is to first identify the pressure, where it's coming from. Identify your triggers. Identify your triggers because... For someone who has suppressed their own identity and suppressed themselves in order to fit in, there's a tendency to feel exhausted, to feel depressed, to act a way that from time to time may not be pleasurable. So you want to first identify your triggers. Once you identify your triggers, then we can begin to understand where the problem is coming from. And 
you must make that effort not to be in denial. You know, for example, that the trigger of the pressure you're going through, for example, is your mother. Because, for example, my mother was a trigger. Yes, because she was always putting me under pressure to be a toxic female. That's toxic femininity. And pretending to be what I'm not in itself is draining for me mentally. So I may react you know, a certain way. I may express that in ways that would not be honorable for me and my family. So identifying the trigger, my mom was one, is to limit conversations, limit uh, things that I know that she ordinarily wouldn't support. Okay. Limit those conversations because, you know, once she began to know certain things. She believes things. Of course, she's coming from a different society. I'm coming from a different society, but I wasn't pretty much shaped by my own society. I was born into the world to express myself. And I really wanted to express that person who I was. So as opposed to who they wanted me to be. So, um, identifying the trigger helps because it helps you maintain communication with your trigger and know how to adapt to communication in such a way that they don't keep triggering you. And it also helps you to create a balance. So you keep your relationship intact with your trigger, but at the same time, you maintain a relationship, communication with them that doesn't trigger your emotions further or put you under unnecessary, undue pressure. Organize your time. Organize your time is one way to handle pressure in life. Many people think by doing too many things at the same time helps. No. And they call it um, a multitaxer. No. That could be draining physically. Organize your time. Take your time to prioritize and do the things that you really need to do at every point in time. Do not overstretch yourself because you need to be a certain way to please others at your own detriment. I'll say it again. Don't do it at your detriment. Organize your time. Identify your best time of the day and do the important tasks. Prioritize. Put your energy into the things that really make you happy. That really make you uh, motivated and concentrate on it at a time. Make a list of things you do or you must do. Okay. It's always good to make a list so that you don't deviate from the things you must do from the things you are called upon to do because many times people are energy drainers i must say time stealers they take from your energy and time that's because you have not set boundaries on the things you want to do for example you have decided that you want to give your tax six months to this project you want to give three months to this project and after three years you're done with this project and you move on but some people have a way of roping you into their own personal goals. So you must be deliberate to understand that you have to make a list of the things you must do and do them. Set smaller and more achievable targets. Well, it's like the first one I said, prioritize. Vary your activities. Do many, be, do have variety. They say variety is a spice of life. Do many things, travel, take a trip, have fun, enjoy your life, date as many as you want to date, 
really be present in the moment, have fun, have build memories. That's my own way of saying it. Build memories. You need beautiful memories. Things that when you think about, you're happy. You're, you know, not every memory we are proud of, but you know that you really had a good time. You can pat yourself on the back and say, babe, you had a good time. Try not to do too much at once. Take breaks. There is no harm in saying, I need to take a break. I am tired. <laughs> yes, I'm tired. I need my alone time. I know that when I used to say that to my man, he's, 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 he's always pissed off when I do say it, but he doesn't stop me from taking my break. I'm going to take my break. I'm tired. I need my alone time. So it's kind of used to me taking my alone time. So when he starts seeing me moving, gravitating towards that, he knows when to even give me a break now because we don't have to fight about everything because he understands that I need to take a break. Sometimes even from him, I'm tired sometimes. I just want to be by myself, have fun by myself, enjoy my time. Um, the last but not least, because this is something that many people really haven't understood. When you are born into the world, you couldn't control anything when you were born because you were a baby. So you are the mercy of the people who catered to you. Have you ever thought about the fact that many things could have happened to you as a baby, you know, before you became adults, but you're still here, right? But you never stressed about those things because you couldn't control them. So you never stressed. You just evolved from a baby who was in the womb to a baby who was born to a baby who was crawling to a baby who was learning to stand and they started working and running and you know growing taller and taller got into puberty there, there were things you could not control but you just allowed life take its cause right so how come as an adult you didn't learn from that you didn't learn that when you were a child you just breathe in and breathe out and life took its course. Accept things that you cannot change. It will help you. There are many things we cannot control. So many things. As a matter of fact, the things we cannot control outweighs the things that we can. We cannot control everything. And acceptance of the life that we choose because at the end of the day, it's about choices, of course, that become the reality. Acceptance of that helps us to also handle pressure. Now, I'm going to spit it. <laughs> I call it this, well, this is my spit, spinach section, segment. Um, from Professor Judith Butler, those words were from her, um, So I'm just going to spit it. Now take a listen. Feminism have been good for both girls and boys by letting them find their way to activities and passions that more fully express who they are and let them flourish apart from any social judgments about what is appropriate for their gender. Indeed, the only prescription that most feminist oppositions make is to treat people with dignity, to honor the equality of the sexes, to accept gender diversity, and to oppose all forms of violence 
against people, whether young or old, based on their gender or sexuality. Yes, and I agree. So this is why I call it a wrap. I hope you learned one or two things from today's podcast. And I hope to see you again next weekend. But we shall be celebrating the evil Valentine. Until I come your way again, don't forget that struggle is an indication that you are giving away your power. Enjoy the music. It is the Aforfemist. Bye for now. The new. Oh my life. I've been a good girl trying to do what's right Never told no lies Then you came around And suddenly my world turned upside down Now there's no way out I tried to fight against it Shut out what all my friends said Can't get you out of my head Oh, 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 oh. I keep letting you in Though I know it's not a good thing
Gotta jack off. It's me and Carol G. We let them rats talk. Don't run up on us 'cause they letting the max off. Pero si le ponen la canción, le da una depresión tonta. Llorando no comienza a llamar. Pero la de buen buzón será porque con otra está viendo que otra se puede amar. Eh, uh, un show para la pena profunda. Seguimos gastando la funda Otro shot pa' la mente Pa' que el recuerdo no la atormente Ya no le copia nada Su ex ya no vale nada Sale 
me empieza a tomar Ella se cura con rumba Y el amor para la tumba Todos los hombres le zumban Pero si le ponen la canción
Well, well, party ranking alongside of the cool go. Baby, it's your Hey, pretty girl, you wanna break your back on the dance song? Hey, pretty girl, say your mama no say you don't spoil. Hey, pretty girl, you wanna break your back on the dance song? Hey, pretty girl, say your mama no say you don't spoil. Baby, girly, girly. Run the show, put your backside, baby, bend it slow. Legal, legal, killing me slow. Back it up, fuck it up, till the show. Really realize how you got the formula. The way you wind up, my body make me shiver. Sure, you no mind if I call you for my cellular. Bad girl, killer, killer. Oh, pretty girl, what do you do me? I'm under your spell. Come to me, or let me do you very well. I will never, ever, ever kiss and tell. Yeah.